Hello and welcome to episode 21 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and our very own resident Bear Grylls, Mark. What's that, the reference to the camping? Camping in the back garden. Oh, okay. Go on, I'm on. not going to be doing that tonight. <laughs> no. Not with his heart. <laughs> a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, and how to survive a stormy night camping in your garden under an oak tree. We're all work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives, and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Coming up, warm up and stretch. Got some bookmarks about some kinky queens and silent radios. Mm-hmm. I like looking over at you. That was a bit left field. <laughs> uh, work-life ballet, cottage core, mm-hmm. and getting back into traditional pursuits. In Drop and Give Me 20, we're lifting in lockdown. Yeah. Shit's got real again or not no it has <laughs> we're sitting here on saturday it's gonna happen. oh you've done it haven't you no it's gonna happen <laughs> it's this bit about looking forward let's let's start planning now well if this if it doesn't go in lockdown i'm gonna look a dick but <laughs> it's this bit around i want a haircut so i'm gonna have to get a haircut on monday it's planning if we're gonna be locked down so let's be sensible about. about it yeah <laughs> i've got i've got all the toilet roll i can eat <laughs> I've learned from the first one. You don't want to be ill in lockdown, right? Well, the possible... No, nobody wants to be ill in lockdown. So what happened today at the hospital is that they've referred me to the cardio unit. Mm. So I'll need one of three things. One is they'll go, we'll just watch it and see. And the other two are surgery. And I'm thinking, but if I can't get in lockdown to see someone, yeah. a Zoom call trying to work out how my heart's operating is, yeah. is next to useless. Yeah. So they're either going to have to do, take a punt and go, you need to come in or go, you're not urgent enough. We've got so much on our plate. You're going to have to wait. And suddenly lockdown puts a whole new perspective on. Don't and know. it isn't just me. We've had this, you know, about the number of cans. We mentioned this. Yeah, a we did. Yeah. And this is just going to. It's really upsetting. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. 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 Um, and especially stuff around the mental health, especially that in winter time. Well, those are the deaths that we're not talking about. We're not COVID. taking into account, are they? Yeah, and unfortunately, things like that, I imagine if, again, if someone had had a positive test within 28 days, it's going to go down as that. It's yeah. Not, and it's all, yeah. My point is it's all been brushed under the carpet, so we're not talking about it. and It's a real big problem. People are dying because they haven't got the treatment they'd have 12 months ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's likely to happen again, isn't I was, it? I was reading something Why would it not the Nightingale again? Hospitals, and somebody said, you know, what was it, seven new hospitals we built? There aren't any staff to put in them. <laughs> That's the There's thing. Beds, There's beds, ventilators, yeah. and that's but it. There is isn't it? staff, and you can't train, you know, a nurse in a, f- a few weeks over yeah. the summer. So yeah. the capacity is there, but if you haven't got people to run them, mm. so I think that was a vanity tra- project. Yeah, or you're into volunteers or dragging people out of retirement, which I think I've read somewhere. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people who are likely to be sheltered. Yeah, they'd like to be a bit older as well. Yeah, so they're not. Likely yeah. to be 154 people. patients were seen between those seven Nightingale hospitals. Really, 154. 100 in Manchester, 54 in London, none in Bristol. Not one person walked in in Bristol. Wow. So how are you? I need to keep checking your watch. It's kind of, it, it, I keep, you keep looking at your watch. I'm like, are we over time? And I'm thinking, oh no, it's, <laughs> you just, you just check it. I keep forgetting. It's like, have you got to be somewhere? I, get, I try to hurry this along. Yeah. I try not to watch, watch, watch. That's okay. I want to. It's a bit like white coat anxiety, isn't it? When you, when you have your blood pressure taken in hospital, it goes up because you're worried about it. And if I keep looking at my watch and my heart's high, yeah, it's like it to go up higher. I just, so I'm looking now and it's steady. So it's 97, 98. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So steadily high, isn't it? Yeah. Lit, you yeah, are not so I'm moving. back into SVT. So it, I'm I'm fine. Good. We should name our podcast that. Would, yeah. <laughs> How um, is your health anyway? Mine? You're all good? Yeah. Hmm. I think so, thanks. You seemed on it on Thursday? Yeah. Kind of, so kind of surprised me between... Between the sets, I just feel so mm, you lethargic. Said you're lethargic still. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what yeah. it is. And then once I'm doing it, I'm all right. But yeah, did very well. Yeah. Um, so I've got some bookmarks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little one, but it's easy to listen to us and think that we're giving social media a hard time. And I think we've kind of okay. Yeah. I think we've kind of said a lot of things about it. And we, you know, I think I like to think we've seen all sides of it. And I think we probably have said before that has its really positive uses. But we probably haven't expanded on those as much as the negatives. Maybe not, yeah. I mean, it's easier to pick up on the negatives. And, it, mm. you know, even in the mainstream media, social's mentioned, but it's mm-hmm. never there's never, it's never, yeah. Yeah, it's never given the <laughs> yeah. counter, is yeah. it? In the world of impartiality, or certainly the BBC trying to be impartial, mm. they would say something and then almost in the same sentence give you the counter. But yeah. they'll never yeah. do that when mentioning things like 
social obviously it, it's it's brought lots of people together it's given people new skills it's given yeah. people a, yeah. a window to the world who ordinarily couldn't get it yeah some amazing things isn't it? amazing kind of came up at um at work as well and i think i don't know whether we've said it on a podcast but or i would listen to it somewhere else again i don't really know where i hear pick all these things but this whole mess that we're in Mm-hmm. is is actually really pure i think it's kind of go back to your client who talked about we're surrounded by nature mm-hmm. talk about getting back to nature we yeah. are nature yeah so what's there to get back to if we are the thing yeah. that we're trying to connect with so actually this mess is 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 what was always meant to be you know we're kind of we're almost designed to be in this position we are globally not with you you're not the mess as in the mess the world's in i think we look at it like there's art there's been artificial things or social media's created this kind of and we can blame but we created social media. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm going. Yeah. And then you can kind of, you know, you can blame wars on religion, but it's not it's not religion's fault. No. It's people's fault. Yeah. And all these... People using religion as a tool. Yeah. For their own ends. Yeah. Or their own justifications. Yeah. You know, terrorism is always kind of linked to kind of ideologies. Yes, I understand that they, they drive our actions to mm-hmm. some degree, but it's still a human doing yeah. a certain act. Yeah. And it couldn't be more pure, I guess. It couldn't be more natural. Does that make sense? I don't get the pure and natural bit. You well, just, just think the, it's I, human instinct. To I think do it's just because it's almost like you know it, we we blame things on other things, almost inanimate things or things that you can't touch and feel like yeah. religion. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, it's it's a it's concept, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Your belief, any belief system isn't tactile. No, it's something we've kind of created ourselves. As I said to either justify, you know, we kind of get into you know Marxism and stuff mm-hmm. in terms of religion being the opium of the people and yeah. that kind of thing. But I, I can see how it kind of it can be really positive. It can help people. Religion, yeah. for example, can help people through emotional times yeah it's kind of it's kind of an excuse and i think social media i think my point is social media can kind of be seen as an excuse yeah for bad behavior (laughs) maybe that's where i'm getting twitter made me do it it. it's the most natural i think we look at it in the call it's kind of man-made and it's kind of unnatural but i think it's kind of the most natural thing it's just enhancing the kind of the way we've always been as humans and there's a lot of things around community going back to the hunter-gatherer days and again i might be misquoting on this but the book i was reading recently was sort of saying up to a certain number and i think something like 150 communities are great everybody there's like a vested interest when you're a hunter-gatherer when you've got you know 150 mm. people yeah. you look after each other everyone's dependent on other people yeah and then one of two things happened when you come into conflict with another 150 sometimes coming together is too much that yeah. 300 becomes unwieldy so yeah, yeah. one of the 150s has to sort of you know lead or fight the other one off yeah and i think maybe our community because you mentioned community the other day mm. our community now a lot of it is virtual not just because of covid yeah and i think you that's know. the that's the wonder of what technology has done hasn't it yes. it's brought ideas together yeah. and it's brought positivity together yeah. and it's made people who have felt alone feel less alone but then you immediately kind of get you know swung into the opposite ends of that yeah so it has been brilliant yeah community is a real, really interesting one mm. i said something quite random when i was looking at the raisin you know said it's all sparkly because yeah. of all the sugar. Yeah. And it all oh, looks like the roads. Don't know if you remember yeah, no, saying no. that. Did that make sense? Yeah. The little bits of quartz or crystal. Yeah, because that's glass. Is it? In the roads. Okay. Yeah. So Bristol is famous for lots of things, but yeah. it's very famous for blue glass. Mm. World renowned, I think. Yeah. When I had a demo there, they were, were protesting against it. <laughs> yeah, I no don't more like blue. Glass. You know, I don't no like more blue glass. Yeah. Um, me and my blue biros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're burning blue biros and shouting, no more blue glass. <laughs> They were saying when the guy was kind of all the stuff that fell on the floor, he then put back in the the furnace to mm-hmm. kind of reuse again. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, here's a common myth that you can truly recycle glass. He said, you're not because glass is very, has, is very, you know, it's very specific like yeah. colors and different. Things. Yeah. So you can't just like put green, blue, mm. white glass all in a thing, melt it all up and then make glass out of it. Yeah. You can't do it because it's got a very specific yeah. makeup, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that always kind of stuck with me that, because I think I asked the question, well, where does our recycled glass, doesn't it go back into into making more glass? Mm. And he went, no, it can't be done. He said it'll get crushed up and put in the roads. Yeah. I was like, oh, because that's what the sparkly bits are in there. Okay. So I did a little bit of research on that, and I still haven't got to the bottom of this, but there's largely... You're the, believing it. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of did. But he was, he was blowing glass. He was a glass expert. Why wouldn't yeah. I not believe him? And yeah. I've looked into it, and they say glass is infinitely recyclable. Okay, but maybe not in the same form. This is the one thing, yeah, you know, you were talking about pods the other day and you are going, well, they're aluminium and it's recyclable. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Well, I was thinking that about bottles. Back in the day, in the 60s, mm. you'd have a bottle of cider. Yeah, you're six or seven, you're down the park, bottle of cider. 
<laughs> so your childhood. Because <laughs> yeah. couldn't afford gin. That's normal in Bristol, right? Yeah. Even now. <laughs> couldn't afford gin at six and seven. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back and they would give you, well, it was 3D, so penny halfpenny mm-hmm. for the bottle. I was just thinking when you were talking Why don't about they do recycling. That? We used to have a bottle. You would empty the contents it and back. it's still a bottle. And now we've got something that says you have a bottle, you empty the contents, you chuck it into a box and someone comes in a lorry mm. and chucks that box in yeah. with other glass yeah. and smashes it up and then takes it to a factory yeah. where something happens to it. Just take the bottle back. And, they do in some continental countries. And it doesn't always get made into another bottle. It gets no. crushed up and put in an asphalt. You know, yeah. So. But in Germany, I think you get a deposit. It's just, we've got something and we think the best way to recycle a bottle is to smash it up. Yeah. Surely the best way to recycle it is give it, a, it give it a little wash. Yeah. And, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's like, imagine having mugs at home and washing what, them out yeah. and using them again. <laughs> Instead of just smashing them out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who would do that? Yeah. It cost me a fortune in mugs and, <laughs> what, you only use your crockery once, right? Yeah. <laughs> got paper do not, plates. Do you not? Do you use them again? And <laughs> We're giving it a go. I got an apology. I can't remember which episode it was mm-hmm. talking about Henry VIII's wives. Yeah, and I, I, and I and I did say that one might have got deaded from a rather kind of inappropriate act with a horse. Yeah, I had an email that I didn't even share with you. What? Someone sent you an email saying about you're it? talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't. Kept I don't that, you should get that for the mailbag. I, I just said that Damo's talking shit. Well, it said Regards. shit again. <laughs> no, Who was this? I'm not going to say. It's the same person that liked your marbles, so it's yin and yang, isn't it? You get both mm. sides, light and shade. I think I know who that is. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't think I like her anymore. <laughs> if it's a woman. Mm, but I think I yeah, know Yeah, no, th- I think that's a very popular myth. However, I looked into this. Okay. King Henry VIII ruled for 36 years in England, from 1509 to 1547. Mm-hmm. We talked about the little rhyme about what happened to his wives. Yeah. And it is divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Do you know which um, which wives fall into which one of those categories? No. Would you like to know? No. Like, really? Is what? it relevant to your story? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Catherine of Aragon, divorced, Anne Boleyn, executed, Jane Seymour. Isn't she an, isn't she an actor, Jane Seymour? Mm, lives in Bath. Is she? Mm. Mm. Uh, died. Uh, must be another one. Anne of Cleves, divorced. Catherine Howard, executed. And Catherine Parr, outlived Henry. Mm. Um, but I think where this came from uh, yeah. was Catherine II, most commonly known as Catherine the Great. She was Empress of Russia from 1762 until 1796. Mm-hmm. And she was the country's longest ruling female leader. She came to power following the coup d'etat that overthrew her husband and second cousin, Peter III. Under her reign, Russia grew larger, its culture was revitalised, and it was recognised as one of the greatest powers worldwide. So several stories about the circumstances of her death, and I think because she's called Catherine, I just thought, oh, okay. one of Henry's. Must be a, yeah. mm-hmm. There is relevancy to my ramblings. Yeah, okay. um, she died at the age of 67 in 1796, and this room originated in the years following that death. An urban legend claims that she died as a result of her attempting sexual intercourse with a stallion, the story holds that the harness holding the horse above her broke and she was crushed. The origin of this false account of her death is unknown. However, it most likely began due to unfounded bawdy tales. That's a nice word, isn't yeah. it? Bawdy. The, uh, pers- the person that maybe pulled, he or she pulled in your accuracy used to be a tour guide in Moscow. So I think you're on <laughs> yeah. a losing wicket there. Yeah. Um, Something you know, we're talking about getting back to traditional pursuits. Pursuits yeah. is your word. I like that. Uh, we talked about the repair shop, uh, the carpenter program called Chop. That's been banned. Completely cancelled now. Chopped. Thanks for that, yeah. guys. Tattoos. There were some others. Obviously, we have Bake Off. There's yeah. the sewing bee, which I forgot to mention. Yeah, that was a really yeah. good one. Yeah, pottery throwdown. Yeah, and the, the painting one, which I can't remember. So loads of things like that. The, the day we talked about it, I went on the BBC website, and there was one of the headlines. What it's like to be cottage core. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what that meant, and I think I might have sent you the link straight away. Going, look yeah. at this, cottage core. Are you aware of this phrase? Not until you sent it through. So cottage core is an online aesthetic, and now a community which has pinged around social media in recent years, but has been repopularized by influences in lockdown. Influences. It romanticizes the idea of cottage life in the countryside or the woods. Core just means an intense interest in something, and 
cottagecore generally includes things like flowers, books, animals and vintage furniture and clothing. It also extends beyond an aesthetic to the activities you might do. This is kind of what Mm. kind of tickled me, really. For me, it's about enjoying simpler things in life and finding enjoyment in going back to basics, says Paula. Everything from upcycling, reusing, gardening and baking to mending clothes so that you can wear them for years. Mm. If my dear old Nana was listening to this, she'd she'd be like, I've been cottage court for all of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I literally thought of my Nana. She used to do all of those. You know, it's just what she did. Yeah. And it's what people always did. Mm. And you kind of bring it back like it's some some reinvention of the wheel. Yeah. I find it astonishing. Yeah. Isn't it just given a name? It's core. It's got to be core now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It can't just be, you Do, know. Doing nice stuff. <laughs> yeah. She has a theory of why it's suddenly become so popular in 2020. I think with everything that's been going this year, cottagecore has suddenly been catapulted into the forefront because people crave a way of escaping the current realities of life, she says. It has been my way of living for the past decade, and it's only this year that I was labelled as a follower of Cottagecore. Before that, I was just Paula doing Paula, <laughs> which I really, really liked. Um, there is so, a, the photographs that you you sent when you sent the link. It's a little bit Nigella Lawson, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? When you watch Nigella, you think she's only one of about five people in the world yeah. who live that life. I mean, it's almost that's kind of the the, the lens we're living through, isn't it? The yeah. Insta insta life the only kind of thing when you're winning you know it's stuff that people have always done through centuries yeah. but now it's staged you know, a nice floral print yeah, you're, yeah. you know big garden people are conscious of what they're wearing oh they've you know, yeah. got their makeup on and lovely and if, clothes while they're doing the garden and you if know. you're on the 19th floor flat in birmingham on universal credit with four kids yeah. cottage is probably not top of your list it's the biggest poke in the eye isn't it yeah it really is, this is what you could have won yeah because they're mending things and making do, not spending money they haven't got on loads of shit they don't need. Yeah. I think I think there's two messages, isn't there? The bit that we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about taking that interest in nature. And we also, when we talked about the Mental Health Day, mm. you actually were saying things there about getting back to creative things yeah. and crafts and things yeah. like that. The quote I was looking for when we just started this podcast, and I was just looking at my phone for this quote, I can't, I can't find it, unfortunately, but it was something like, it was along the lines of remember at the beginning of lockdown when we went for lovely walks and baked banana bread. <laughs> and now as this one, next one starts, we're having gin for breakfast. And oh, it's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that element of idealism. The cottage core looked beautiful. Yeah. And we'd all love to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes when things get gets published that gives this idealistic and I- idyllic life, mm. I think there can also be a bit of a downside in terms of I guess going on our little ticks, yeah, maybe just think of doing some of these things, maybe thinking of growing some herbs on a windowsill mm. or trying yeah. to do something that's engaging or doing something with your kids during the lockdown. But this whole thinking is a new way of life. Yeah. You have to be so privileged. It's probably insulting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it you wouldn't know. be insulting if the pictures weren't of perfect people <laughs> in perfect, yeah. you know, five-bedroom detached Georgian cottages. houses, yeah, 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 absolutely. We could all be... Uh, it is a bit of a piss take. yeah. Final thing on this, psychology today, just around using your hands and making things. Creativity, happiness, and your own two hands. Mm -hmm. Research has shown that creating or tending things by hand enhances mental health and makes us happy. Dr. Kelly Lambert explored the relationship between hand use, current cultural habits, and mood. She found that hands-on work satisfies our primal need to make things and can also be an antidote for our cultural malaise. Too much time on technological devices and the fact that we buy almost all of what we need rather than having to make it has deprived us of the processes that provide pleasure, meaning and pride. Making things promotes psychological well-being. Process is important for happiness because when we make, repair or create things, we feel vital and effective. I talked about that, didn't we, about yeah. busy work, doing physical things. Yeah. I think it's different. Like unnecessary. Work, yeah, but it's that kind of it gives us because we're doing stuff, it gives us that buzz that we're being oh, yeah. effective. Yeah. So it's it's, a, it's like adult colouring books. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. jigsaws. Yeah. You're not really doing anything in some ways, but you are. Yeah. I'll send you a photograph of the jumper I knitted. And you can put that on the Instagram. Is this I'm looking at you like through BDI. Have you is that recently? Um nine, oh, just because if nine, you haven't mentioned nine, that in the last <laughs> I used to have... Um, I was very, thinking, how did you not mention that the last few weeks? I haven't been what? knitting a jumper during lockdown, no. no. <laughs> Slightly disappointed, but still impressed all the same. I had a um, company. What? A jumper knitting company. Legit? 
Legit, yeah. Called Bella. Wow. Mohair jumpers. You haven't told me that one. No. I mean, you're, but you're not lying you. about your resume. No. Are you? It's it really... expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My sister-in-law, who was still at school, mm. and I, it was it was sort of mid-punk. And one of the big punk fashions was the oversized stretched yeah. mohair. Yeah, yeah. And there was a shop in uh, Bristol selling them, but they were really expensive. Like even back in the day, they were sort of 60 quid for a jumper. This is back in the 80s. And you're thinking your average punk isn't going to spend yeah. that and then ruin it. So we nicked their patterns got in touch with a mill in Bradford and started buying in mohair and started producing them. But you can't you can't knit mohair on knitting machines. Right. Because that was my first do thought. Do it by hand. You have to do it by hand. Um, and because I'm not very good at talking people, trying to recruit people to knit jumpers when you don't talk very well was hard. Oh, so your initial thing was, this can be great, to get them a couple of machines, bang these yeah, out. Yeah, I could do it myself in front of... <laughs> in front of um, the wireless. In front of the wireless, yeah. <laughs> and the tin bath. And um, yeah, then you thought, hold on, we're gonna, we need some craft here. We need some craft. So, so if you do it on a machine, it sort of flattens the weave and the whole thing about mohair that it's meant to be, you know, hairy. And so you've got these massive cones, these massive triangular cones. All cones are triangular. That was arguably that was tautology at its worst. You're painting a picture <laughs> yeah. for the listener. It's perfect. Any excuse to get tautology, in, perhaps. <laughs> and so. Yeah, so we did this this lovely mohair from this this mill up in Bradford and started selling jumpers, and that was our our business. Have you got still got one? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Can you wear it next recording session? It's a bit itchy. <laughs> I'll bring it. You can put it on Instagram. Can I wear it? It's not well. Lose ten kilos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't so poorly now, I don't know what I'd do to go and stuff. <laughs> What's your heart rate like? Is it back to normal? No, it just went up because it went up because I was giggling. <laughs> yeah, no. So anyway, it wasn't. It isn't. It wasn't sort of. Um, we're not sort of Primark. It wasn't that sort of. It wasn't that big a business. It was cottage. It was probably your cottage, cottage core, core. Your original cottage core. Yeah, we were knitting, and we had a lot of mohair core. A lot of retired people sitting in their things, knitting and enjoying it. And Sounds really nice, actually. Yeah, they were good jumpers. I, don't, I, I haven't got any left. But right, just that one. Just the one that I knitted. Just the one that yeah. I can never fit in a million years. Mm. You, you kind of stopped me in, in your tracks. Just, just then with the, uh, the mohair jumpers. <laughs> you did that the other day when we were talking about going to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was genuinely because I was surprised because I'd see you as really confident. It wasn't, it wasn't a, do you know what I mean? It's, I listened to it back and it sounded like I was just kind of, going, what, why, why? you know what I mean? But I was genuinely surprised. that I think I said it almost without thinking. Because taking a step back, one of the things that tends to happen in our conversations, and we have had good feedback about the rapport and getting on and yeah, the, the, the chemistry, but I almost think we don't actually know very much about each other. And we made the comment 20 episodes again, the first time we'd ever sat opposite each other and yeah. talked was the first episode of the podcast. Very true. Well, with being sober, it was back in the day when we both drank, we did sit down, but it was within a group setting, wasn't it? And yeah, I was it was think- never, yeah, it was never on our own. No, and I was thinking... Two things have come out. I think we agree on a lot, but there's gradations within that agreement. Mm. So I'll say something, you'll go, I see your point, Mark, and then go, there's always like a but, or have you considered this? Yeah, or, it's never, you're talking absolute, sh- well. Yeah, or, and it's never also totally agree with you, let's move yeah. on. There, no, there, right, there is right, comments, right. and we do it both with each other. And I think sometimes when I chuck something out, I have that feeling like, you must know that I, you know, but we only had a, coffee once together in our lives so how would you yeah know? that wasn't that long ago no and you ordered it for me but but that but i wouldn't go up to the, the guy came to me and i yeah, just i just shoved a credit card towards him it wasn't exactly <laughs> my man my yeah. man <laughs> so Bring which is why coffee. i love contactless even that has been a this major whole thing bonus. is brilliant isn't it i mean i you know i don't want to do the new world and all that the, mm. the new normal it's how kind of it was how it's been on the continent for years you go in, sit down, and people come over and make you feel welcome in their establishment. Yeah. And go, what would you like? And they they provide you with a service. We're just late to the party in this yeah. country, aren't we? Yeah. To- and this is, and all everyone I know who's been in that scenario has just gone. This is brilliant. It's the way it should be. Yeah. Um. So I guess for that, you know, people who don't like going up and doing that, it's it's the perfect storm. Yeah, I wouldn't be really? madly keen on the inter. My the only reason I chucked it in, it wasn't meant to be any sort no, of... No, it wasn't. Um, but um, I think it was... I'm not going to say criticism. One of the bits of feedback I've had on doing the podcasts mm. is that, that there's that idea of, of dual persona. 
that this is an act in the same way that when I'm doing PT work, there's a degree of act. I think I mentioned to you before, someone I trained came up and said, this is the most important hour of my week. Mm -hmm. And that has changed the way I train. Yeah. Because every time someone comes in, if it's the most important, there's no way I can be lethargic or rude or callous. No matter how you're feeling. No matter how I'm feeling. And so we went back to that bit, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. And I will say that to clients and I will genuinely mean it for that hour I'm dedicating and giving them yeah. a good hour. And you're going to put your stuff to the side. Yeah. But yeah. the minute the garage door gets shut, then you can go back to wherever you are. And a lot of people have to do this to get through life. You have to do it, you know, in social settings yeah, or do. in front of your kids and things like that. Yeah. Diving a little bit is the thing about coffee becomes that I'm able to put that act on here. I'm able to speak because I'm just speaking to you. There isn't anyone else here. Mm. And I think you said when the early podcast, you just imagine there's one person. Yeah. But I think it goes wider than this. And sometimes when I've shared with people and they've gone, that really surprises me, there's other things that come out. So one of the problems or one of the challenges, I shouldn't say problems, one of the challenges I have is opening envelopes. I will leave letters unopened for days and days and days, right. even if I know what's inside it okay. or even if I don't know what's inside it. And I have to open that envelope at some stage. I ran a project years and years ago, probably one of the best projects I've ever run, called the Edge Project, and working with offenders, and we would send them a letter inviting them to come in for an appointment, Mm. and they wouldn't come in for an appointment. And one day I got some money, and we ran a focus group, and I rang everyone up who we were trying to contact, and I said, if you come into the office, I'll give you a tenner, but you've got to answer a few questions for me. And because most of them were, were, you know, drug dealers or using drugs there's a free tenor from probation service we got lots and we got them in a room and i said i want to work out why this project which gave them an awful lot of support to help them with education help them with employment there was subsidies there was grants there was clothing grants it was very generous Mm. why are you not coming in you know you've been offered something on a plate yeah and the one reply that made the biggest difference to this project was you send your invitations out um, in brown envelopes. Right. And also, when you put the time, we don't know what that means. And I went, let's do the second one first. They said, if we do open the brown envelope and the majority of people tore them up without ever looking. Right, because well, they look like a bill or something. You never get good news in a brown envelope. True, yeah. So why would I open something that's going to be bad news? Yeah. If I'm a chaotic offender... It's either going to be a summons, yeah. a warrant, yeah. a bill. So they said, we haven't even read them. Okay. We didn't know they were from you. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is, from the people that did open it, they said, can you come to so-and-so appointment at? And they said, for some of us, we need a picture of a clock. And then we'll but get it. We can't it. read the time. We just see numbers. Right, okay. Because it's written in probation speak. So it was it was typed out by a well-educated middle-class person that said, you know, we would... We would be happy to honour your presence. You know, it was it's the language. Yeah, okay. So what we did, we just put a postcard in and go, big picture of a clock. And just threw the hands in there. Your appointment is this time. That's on next Monday. See you there. Right, 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 right. And then what we did was we used white envelopes and we put a tiny logo in the corner, which was a yellow triangle that said edge underneath. Uh So it didn't go, you're an offender. It didn't say this is probation. And we got twice as many people coming in. And the point I was saying about that, it isn't dopamine with envelopes with me. It's just putting off something I have to do. And I've often said to you, I'm not a finisher. Mm. And so I avoid stuff. So I avoid, if I'm booking a table in a restaurant, I will probably choose one that I can do online rather than ringing up to book a table. Yeah. Even if it isn't necessarily the restaurant I choose to go to. Yeah. So it's that avoidance of any type of... Interaction, interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the human, okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have this. Yeah, I think, and I think lockdown. It's kind of why I wanted to, yeah, bring it up really. So I think it's actually quite important. And I guess, I guess the 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 contrast between someone who can sit and talk the hind leg off a donkey on this and can speak to (laughs) you know clients every day and can do public speaking, you know, yeah, they're two different things. Though one one's just a form of amateur dramatic. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean about talk about calling people as well, just ringing people up. I think you mentioned, and I think yeah, I I, I totally get that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think is it just is it deeper than just having not very good experiences 
having done that. You know, you tend to look at like, was there trauma? Was there something that happened in their life that stopped them doing that? Do you know what I mean? Was there an embarrassing situation where they rang, you know, or had an awkward, and just don't want to relive that because it was all just too painful and just too awkward and difficult. But it doesn't always have to come to that. I think that's what I've kind of learned. It can sometimes just be... There's there's not a trigger event for it. No, 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 no. It's it's upbringing, it's environment, it's um, all, all sorts. It just might be how you're built and you just don't, you know. Yeah. We don't always like... When we talk, people, when we talk but, to, well, I am a, well, I am a sociable person. No, I didn't mean that. But I but, avoid people yeah. despite being sociable. But uh, I bet, I guess you're the kind of person like me. Don't feel like you need to go and meet new people. I've never been like that. I've, you know, no. I'm not actually that. This is not getting the violin out. I've never had that many friends. I haven't got mm. a big group of friends, mm. and it always felt quite normal to me that I didn't. I think most people don't. I think most I, people I think everyone like, else has got hundreds of friends, and you, know, maybe you haven't. Know. But there's some people who like going out and meeting, you know, meet, meeting new people and making friends and Sarah's the kind of person who will you know, we kind of were down in Cornwall a few months back and she just started chatting to someone who's in the sea bodyboarding yeah I've seen that happen there, that when, like, when you're going walking and, and it was, then we kind of saw them in the car park afterwards oh you know just almost like they've been best mates for him mm. like I, I don't know I find that really really challenging yeah I'm just not built like that I'd rather never, you know I'll go hi yeah hi but not having a chat to a I don't know it's, it's um that's what we're all so different isn't it yeah I don't know why. I haven't really kind of thought about why I do or I don't. We're going to touch on this later, I think, about, well, we are definitely about um, the support I intend to give during lockdown mm. um, to clients and, well, anyone who's listening here, if they want to yeah. come in on it, it's, yeah. know, it's, it's an offer. I think I have a real fear that people that might have in the past been sociable um, or might have not had concerns about, you know, ordering a coffee or walking into a, to a pub or whatever, those fears are then going to come because they're almost going to get out of practice at it yeah. and it becomes easier to stay in your, your house and live yeah. through the TV or live through fear yeah. and that, that yeah. when everything does clear, whenever that is, is that that social aspect is going to mm. be lost. Some people yeah. that were sociable are going to lose it. Yeah. And I think as, a, as an introvert and someone who, I said it to you the other day, I, I, I never find loneliness in solitude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can, I can go on very, yeah. very long walks and... Yeah, it's just me and the, and, and nature. Um, but I think there's people who do need socialization who yeah. are suddenly going to go, I'm by myself. I I'm not going yeah, down the pub. Massive. I'm not going to Skittles or yeah, football. And that, and, yeah, and that doesn't mean people going out and making new friends. That's just keeping the networks yeah. that they've got. Yeah. But also, the, even the worst thing about you just saying the word lockdown, that's just, it's, I mean, some people hear that word and it drives the fear of God into them. Yeah, it's a strange, start, it's the start. same as social distancing. Why didn't we just say distancing? Yeah. The social bit, we're not socially distancing, we're physically distancing. Yeah, Why is it yeah. social? It's, the language is huge, isn't The language it? is almost... Lockdown is how it sounds like prison, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, I a lockdown is... That. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Especially when you think someone's escaped or there's something wrong, you have yeah. a prison lockdown and everything is... So you're into freedoms and civil yeah. liberties and all sorts of things. But you kind of mentioned fear a couple of times. Yeah. So I immediately go, what are you scared? I mean, it's a very simplistic way of looking yeah. at it, and I know it doesn't work like that. But you have a... It may not be the right word you know, too strong a word, but what are you scared of? So in the course this week, um, last week's takeaway was the raisin. This one was a scenario. And the scenario was your, you had to um, visualize um, a road that you were familiar with. Mm. Um, you're walking down the road and you either shout out or wave to a friend or a colleague or someone you know on the other side of the road. And they don't react to you. They don't answer. They don't wave. They walk on. And then there was four areas where you had to put things like your thoughts, your emotions, sort of what happened next sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, And another one that I can't remember. And on things like this, because it's on Zoom, I tend to be quite often the last person to speak. And people were going in terms of emotions was um, feeling um, a bit hurt or feeling uh, ignored or Mm -hmm. feeling angry. And then there was, you know, other thought the other that was under emotions under thoughts it was maybe they're having a bad day or yeah. thinking maybe they just didn't hear See, me yeah, or a lorry yeah, went yeah. by and um one guy said something and i said i totally agree with him and what he basically said was if i said hello or waved my f- my eyes would go straight to the pavement mm. because i'd be praying that they wouldn't answer right. and so it was i've almost you know, I've almost got to make some sort of effort mm. to communicate with that person. Mm. and But that can't be a fear. 
just waving to someone across the other side of the road. Yeah, sure. It's like I wasn't scared of someone waving back, but I said to him, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. It would be a relief to me if that person didn't say good morning. So, yeah. so everyone else is going, I'm hurt and betrayed. And, yeah. and I'm going, thank God for that. Yeah. You know, so another if, one I've escaped. <laughs> if you saw someone coming and they hadn't clocked you. I would actively would you, hide. I yeah. would hide. I would just hide. eyes down and make sure you don't cr- eyes cross. No, I'm, that's, I'd that's be me. under a car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess. So you throw yourself on the ground. Yeah, that's why I wear camouflage gear all the time. <laughs> I just stand by a tree or something. I take my pop-up tent and jump into that. <laughs> just take you ages to get anywhere. Yeah, but I'm, I'm the I will. I, I bumping into people on the street, which yeah. I really struggle with. Really mm. struggle with, even if it's someone I've got time for. Yeah. One I just find it's just the small talk. Maybe, maybe is that what we're talking about here? The small talk, the awkward. I don't want the the street interaction. There's a time and a place, yeah. I guess. Yeah. None of us were expecting to see each other. None of us really have anything to say. I don't think. And I, it's I, kind I don't of think you're right with none of us. I, I've got I've got friends who would would if they bumped. Well, maybe in, I haven't got anything to say, but. But isn't, and, and you go, I don't, one, I don't want to. Now I, yeah. I don't look like a complete arsehole walking on. Yeah, I can't just ask one question. And yeah, then it's disappear. just, and just the whole, Roddy, what, what you want to say when they're about 10 foot away is like, I'm not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking right. And I've kind of found the, the beauty of kind of the big headphones. Yeah. Because that is basically, <laughs> it is like a bubble. Yeah. It is like a. I'm like, wearing them in, I'm wearing them in supermarkets. They're amazing, now. aren't they? I mean, well, there's, there's the, there's the, a bit like the weighted blanket. If you feel enclosed, you feel protected. Yeah. But it is like this magic bubble. Yeah. Kind of maybe it's just the inside outfit. Maybe you don't look like that, but I am undisturbable. I think, I, I don't think people would approach me. I'm basically there with my hat on. You notice how I wear a hat now. I wear my headphones going around Sainsbury's, yeah. eyes at the floor. Yeah. It, it sometimes backfires because I was there the other day and all their computers and tills went down. So I'm there with a massive shopping load and there was this muffled announcement. <laughs> and I took my headphones out and said like, the tills are still out of action. Nobody can be served for 45 minutes. And I'm there with like <laughs> 60 quid's worth of food. So, um, but yeah, it is, it's a lot of escapism. And I think we've talked on introductions to this podcast about mental health. And I think what I'd like to say on this is that if you're in a situation, and this isn't amateur psychology, this is just my thoughts. If you've been in a situation where you're, you have a natural propensity for socialization and you're going to be facing a cold, wet winter, mm. lockdown, mm. surrounded by more and more negative news, mm-hmm. I think my advice would be to try and find some way of keeping that socialization going almost as a forced habit not to hide in watching the tv and going to bed early and putting your headphones on to almost say i'm going to create socialization so whether it was doing something online where you interact with other people Mm. i have a really big every day just yeah on a text yeah yeah or have an agreement with someone that may may need that and you, and, yeah, but I'm just bombarding someone who doesn't, I guess is my yeah. point. Also, the whole thing about the emotional thing and, and Christmas has been made into this, like, if we're not with our families this Christmas, yeah. then, you know, life's over as we know it. Yeah. It's been set up as the most important holiday ever. Um, it's cr- yeah, we you know, touched on the last one, didn't we? It's, it we is, it is nuts. One, it yeah. is nuts. But maybe that's, that's the pressure the, we, the build. we build. Away. You know, we build it up to kind of take something away or to, it's, a, it's an odd kind of way of doing things isn't it yeah we should be doing a lockdown because we think we have the scientific evidence mm. that less people will die it's like saying every other day yeah we get to the amount of days in the year right <laughs> yeah. now i just had a flashback but it's like ranking isn't it yeah I don't, why is the other days less important it's well, crazy so we're a multi multicultural society yeah, when, when eid was cancelled with about three hours notice absolutely it's not the only festiv- no. festivity no. is it i think i think lockdown two is going to be very much like the film hangover two not as good as lockdown one <laughs> and a lot dirtier. Shall I move us on? Yeah. Lifting in lockdown. You got some top tips? Learnings from lockdown one? Yeah. Let's, um, go, let's go learnings from lockdown one. Let's just, let's just take a step back. Lockdown one. Firstly, it was in the spring and summer. Um, and I know Amelia, who was on at 15, did Instagram lives two or three um, a week. Yeah. Free really good quality really well produced got a lot of followers all around the world she was getting emails from i remember i think it was new zealand someone said like this has made lockdown bearable i'm just looking forward to it yeah 
maybe that's the socialization of seeing you know another living being in real time yeah talking to you and laughing with yeah. you maybe that's the sort of socialization yeah. people could look at so in lockdown one as i said i set up a whatsapp group um not all my clients joined not i, th I think some weren't even invited for particular reasons i just felt for some people it was the right was thing right? yeah 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 as you know, got mixed reviews. Some people went, this is almost like a little bit too much for me. I don't need to know all this. Some people said, without this, it would have been a lot harder. My feeling around the second lockdown is it is going to go up a gear. And there's a whole number of factors. And one is, it's going to be the weather and the darkness. Mm. Yeah. You know, doing 100 days of 10,000 steps, we've got the same number of hours in the day. We haven't got the same ability to go out. No. And, and do those steps so then well what then becomes the option so what i'm going to do i've just shown you this today because i've literally just written i've written to all my clients and i'm going to be offering an online training and on lockdown one i was going no i don't mind if someone wants you know a bit of advice i'll give it to them or mm -hmm. they can go out for the walks mm -hmm. or i can give them you know some press-up exercises yeah what i've said in in the note that's gone out to everybody is that that i want them to continue to be consistent to continue to work out and so what i'm going to suggest is that the hour they used to come to me is the hour i will do the zoom call with them yeah it won't be everybody join me at friday at five o'clock it'll be you always put this hour aside you yeah. never miss that's it. kind of where i was lockdown yeah. one what that you do it whenever no that i'd do it oh, I, do oh it, I, at that it was time. really important that yeah i stuck to those hours yeah yeah and when i was typing i was thinking well no give them a bit of flexibility and it's like no, no. they're stuck in their house i think that's the problem if they can do it when they're working yeah and they they're not able to work then at one o'clock on a well that was the Thursday. kind of thing our structure went yeah you know some people were really good at putting it in straight away spreadsheets and lots of people like no almost going over what yeah. they would norm normally do and then some people just kind of which went with it. Yeah, we discussed just, that with Brian, didn't yeah, we, we? Quite yeah. a lot. The, the, yeah, we did. The yeah. different people. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm offering, and I, this is, <laughs> we keep saying like free offers to everyone, as if we're going to sort of have a massive group. I think what I'm saying on this is I feel there might be some use in me explaining what I'm doing, and if there's people listening who aren't clients, going, actually, yeah, I could, I could piggyback on that not 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 necessarily being in touch with us but could use the framework and go right i could do this with somebody else yeah i could pick someone and say let's have a zoom call at one mm. o'clock on friday yeah and we'll do these exercises together yeah or if we both got an exercise bike let's talk sitting on our exercise but whatever it happens to be yeah or and this isn't being all sort of middle class and you've got a garden and an exercise bike yeah if you're on the 19th floor of a flat there is still body weight exercises yeah. you can do yeah and it might be more difficult if you've got kids around but there's there's someone a, a pt called i think it's jumpstart fitness who i really admire she's doing a lot of work with disadvantaged groups in bristol right. um a lot with muslim muslim women in tower blocks right. and basically getting out and doing exercise with them cool and they have a lot of cultural barriers and they lot have financial barriers Areas, okay. but she's doing some great work with them okay. so it is possible for anyone to do it so what i thought very very briefly two minutes i'll just give the outline of what i'm saying to my clients and then maybe we can have a little bit of a conversation or people can listen and go yeah that resonates with me i can sort of see that that might be a thing mm. if this when you come and train with me then that's the day we're having the zoom call mm. so there's consistency yeah. the second thing is that the contact via WhatsApp or whatever it's going to be would be not constant. It'd be as much as the person needed, but it would be there as some form of interaction. Yeah. So if I if I can't see someone and have the introduction, you know, if you come and go, you know, my shoulder's hurting. So there has to be some sort of clarification as we go. So I can I can WhatsApp someone saying, How's the week been for you? Blah, blah, blah. And then the second bit will say, let's build on what we're going to do on our hour of Zoom so that, that you have some sort of sense of continuity. Mm -hmm. And it would be the small steps. It would be, here's a five-minute workout. I'm doing this with um, two women at the moment. I think I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago, who want to do specific work on their triceps. And we've got a five-minute right. tricep workout. Okay. And everyone can five, find five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the bits of the accountability, which I did, did them with the other day, is saying, I'm seeing you tomorrow. That means you've got to do your five minutes today. Yeah. And it's five minutes. They can't come back and go, no, I haven't got time. Mm -hmm. And both of them came back and said, I don't know how well I did it, but I did it. Yeah, yeah. Communication is keeping the consistency, keeping the times, keeping that framework, keeping the accountability. Mm. And then the other bit was around community, was going, here's a group of people like-minded who I will train. We don't have to have a, a big group chat all the time, but yeah. if one of you is finding something that works, 
then let us know. Yeah. If you found a free workout, you know, if my daughter does them again and I can say to everyone, you can watch this for half an hour, you mm. won't get any better quality. Yeah. Yeah, she puts the times out, you're going to get free training from a good PT. Yeah. Why yeah. would you not? Yeah, yeah. But it might be things like something around nutritional advice or, you know, the whole thing that I blag on about vitamin D. You can't get any vitamin D from the sun anymore, not until <laughs> April or May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a reminder that supplements... Yeah. you know, are important. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's that bit around support that someone's actually speaking to you and taking an interest and you know once a week you're going to see a familiar face. Yeah, you kind of talked about how we do that on, on here, but I think we can, in a simple way, have one of our highlights on Instagram mm -hmm. with a few Put the, put the activities things. in, yeah. We can, I can design them up, set them up. Yeah, that would we be We put good. them in, we leave them in there and they just build up and everyone can just go in there yeah. and screenshot them, grab them, download whatever they want to do. So yeah. that could be quite cool, couldn't it? Yeah. But it's the five minute or a 10 minute, 20 minute, very yeah, we we'll try and cover because i would use those yeah and you gave me a five minute one for my arm didn't you yeah you know that's quite a mindset change isn't it mm. i think if we don't either build on what happened last time and what we've been doing since lockdown you know remembering what we didn't do and you're right feeling it 114 this is this is this is great isn't it you go into podcast to hear somebody's heart <laughs> yeah. getting Surprise worse not hear it pounding through the uh through the microphone mm. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Course um, Everything in the world, to a greater or lesser extent, has a degree of predictability. But everything in the world surprises us. We're seeing 24,000 cases a day and 300 people dying. And the rest of Europe's in lockdown. And when it's on the front of the newspapers, people are going, shit, we're going to be locked down next week. The cases have been going up into five figures for weeks. Yeah. And three weeks plus right the only reason it hasn't is because the boris's economic imperative has stopped mm. us and this is what's been nagging me is that if we knew in our heart of hearts there was going to be a lockdown why aren't people two or three weeks ago actually and i'm sure some people are but why aren't people actually planning and saying right mm. what am i going to do and it isn't about getting toilet roll, roll. <laughs> it's but it might be things about okay let's do a bit of baking and stock up the freezer let's yeah. do working out that if I'm not able to go to my PT, why don't I just buy a couple of pairs of dumbbells and a mat? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I was kind of wondering where we're kind of going with it. But yeah, of course, it's, and I think it's what I said about we have to learn from last time. And we'd be, we'd be daft to sit around and get complacent yeah. and not put things in place. And we'd be stupid to do that. Yeah. Have you got any more pearls from the range? Or did you, do, did you blast them all in the last, the last ep? The first one isn't the range, but it was something I sent through to you uh, comparing 100 grams of raisins and 100 grams of grapes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the calories in 100 grams of raisins, 330. 100 grams of fruit, 66. And four times as much sugar in raisins. So when we looked and saw those little mm. glistening bits, yeah. dried fruit is... A wolf in sheep's clothing, right? It is. The second thing... I don't think, because of sensitivities, I can describe this fully. But what I'm going to do now for your reaction... Would you like me to describe exactly what I see in front of me? No, oh. because we might get taken off air. Oh, exciting. <laughs> so I'm going to show you something. Well, we have an explicit tag. Should we, should we use it? Yeah, I don't think, we, I don't think we've cashed that, that <laughs> token yet, have we? I don't know. You can judge. Right, have a look at this photograph. Okay. The, the, there's my hand. I've only put my hand there for scale. Okay. So look closely at what's next to my hand. It's um. Yeah, you can describe it without going to detail. It's a. It's clearly a Christmas stocking. Christmas stocking. It's a see-through one. Yeah. Um, and it's got some images that you always associate with Christmas. Some that I associate with Christmas. Yeah. Are you looking at the character at the bottom? Yeah. That I am as well. Yeah. That's why I don't think we need to go into any other detail. No, because I'm going to use the word. Yeah, but you can't. I can't use it. No, because I'll punch you. So basically, this has got an inappropriate... How would you describe that in any other way other than calling it what it is? Where did that? Where was that? From the range? No, no, this is from... This was my Christmas stocking when I was a child. I put it... <laughs> right. I was thinking that's something that someone's oh, selling no, no. now. No, 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 no. That was from my childhood. Okay. The point I was making... Can I, can I say it's a character that once used to be on the side of a marmalade yeah. jar? Yeah. Can I say our, that? Yeah, yeah. And it was on a that Christmas... quite rightly got taken off the marmalade yeah. jar yeah and is now seen as something that you wouldn't have oh, cool. as a toy right. or have the reason i'm this is showing your... you that was for two things one is the christmas stocking isn't much bigger than my hand that's, oh, so you can't that's get... what life was like in that days it was two tatsumas right. and my mum used to give me shiny two peas right 
not too shiny peas. <laughs> shiny peas. <laughs> she worked on a petit pois farm and used to nick two for Christmas. Um, and yeah, the imagery is, is of a cracker, a teddy bear, a train, and then something that is not not right. That'll take some editing, but I might be able to do something with that. It's just fitted. I'll let you read it. So I'll describe the thing. So it's basically a, a bottle opener yeah. stuck to a piece of wood, and underneath it, it's only relevant because we discussed this. So you can read it. I make beer disappear. What's your superpower? <laughs> Nice. going on from the invisibility yeah. this is someone who's able to drink liquids <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what's your superpower i can drink liquids too it's <laughs> good i like that one yeah i have got an apology you've got you've got a late apology apology just in i think i think i pronounced this word which i said was word of the day i think it's wrong it should be behemoth Behemoth. 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 <laughs> no, I say, I say, I don't say that. Behemoth. Oh. Behemoth. This is behemoth. Behemoth. What do we say? Or I say? Behemoth. Behemoth. There you go. It's kind of in between, isn't it? Behemoth, behemoth. The world's an interesting and ever-changing. Isn't it? Oh, fuck. What's this? You all right? Is that a label you've got in the back of your shirt? Oh, shit, no. What the... F- <laughs> That's it's, amazing. It's part of an ECG machine yeah. <laughs> stuck to my back. The sensor sticker. Oh, is on... more. They didn't take them off. Oh, my oh, God. This is, this is, this is NHS your for you. Not about detail, are just they? Sec, just sec. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, that's me. good. Yeah, there we go. Any more? Better, Have you got the ones on your nipples? Have you got rid of those? Oh, look at this. Because you're covered in them. <laughs> I've got to, I want to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture. Let me get me out. We haven't actually, yeah, you're going to have to tense up so we can. <laughs> I don't have to ask you to breathe in. <laughs> oh, these have been left too. Look, God, they're really sticky. They're, yeah, they are really sticky, aren't they? Oh. They've left them all on. Yeah. You got one, yeah. You... I've got two off my legs because I saw those when I was lying there. <laughs> I thought they'd die. I thought they'd get them off. Which would be not hairy. Mm. That would really hurt. Shall I finish up the uh, yeah. this is riv- riveting <laughs> audio, a, isn't it? There's a lot. Listening yeah. to you peel off, there's one on your hip, on your, oh, on your side. Well, well done. You made it through recording session. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us by your favourite podcasting app. And if you are enjoying this pod, then please do spread the word. Tell a friend, family member, nemesis. Uh, whoever you feel would benefit from having us in their ears give us a follow on instagram at i'm finecast and send us your feedback and questions via our email to i'm finecast at gmail.com in the next episode we're going to go through the lifting and lockdown activities yeah. that yeah. we're going to put on instagram the exercises that are going to be on highlights we're going to give a walk through too i think it'd be a good idea yeah good stuff oh uh, well, take care of yourselves and we'll see you next episode yeah bye all <laughs>